Welcome to Ball vs. Life, a podcast where your hosts, JC and Jack, discuss NorCal vs. SoCal perspectives, the Bay vs. LA. Thanks for tuning in. Let's roll. Ball vs. Life is back. I am Jack and I got my partner, JC. What's up, what's up? And we got our boy back in the house. Charles, our resident Warriors expert, and just the man. He's the man. How's it going? How's it going, Charles? Oh, guys, it's been awesome, man. Just um, trying to study this draft and study this season and see um, where it will take us. So, I'm looking forward to the conversations. But as always, man, thanks for having me, and and looking forward to just keeping this conversation going. Let's break it down. I know. So let's before we break down, you know, the draft, which is coming up in three days, two, three days, yeah. whenever uh, the people listen to this, we got the finals, man. The, <laughs> the NBA finals completed and we have a crown champion, the Milwaukee Bucks. So let's go to you first, Charles. Like, how did you did you watch the finals? Because obviously you had you had no yeah. horse in the race. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I did watch it. I still had to get some some NBA hoops in mm. my system. So um, I did watch. I, at first, those those first two games, I thought Phoenix had this in the bag, and mm-hmm. uh, but I, I didn't. I, I so so if I had to choose between the two, I, I wanted Giannis just because that dude's just mm-hmm. super humble. He's super likable. Hard not to like him. Yeah. Uh, but I just knew he has some limitations to his game, so that's why I was a little concerned. And I thought that that Phoenix defense would clog up the middle and not allow him to to get his. But mm-hmm. then. But then they just they, they figured out a way to, to, to do it and, and Giannis was just a beast oh and then gosh. and then with, with sprinkles of, of Chris Middleton and, and Drew Holiday I mean it, as long as those guys like contributed somehow because it seemed like those first two games they weren't involved yeah. as, as much um, as long as those guys got involved somehow that then that team was gonna gonna uh, be a challenge for Phoenix and lo and behold that is what ended up happening this Giannis was just a, a total beast and. Uh, I, I appreciate what he what he's he's done, and I think he, he's he's still gonna get better. I don't think he's reached his his plateau yet, so that's what's gonna be interesting about the East. But I, I'll say this: mm-hmm. I, I do think that if one of Kyrie or James Harden were healthy, mm. it'd be a different story. Ooh, I'll just yeah. say that. Yeah, I can imagine, dude. Giannis, yeah, I mean, he worked his his butt off to get into to that position. Coming into the series, I actually thought that. Phoenix had an advantage primarily for the mm. same reason that the Nets didn't move forward was because Giannis was injured. Mm-hmm. Like he had that. I thought he was done for the for the playoffs, to be honest. When we saw that hyperextended left mm-hmm. knee, I was like, mm-hmm. bro, he's not coming back. Like I thought I the way that that thing bent, I swore mm-hmm. that he had at least an MCL meniscus tear. Like mm-hmm. we saw how James Wiseman went down and I was just like, dude, that paled in comparison to what. Like, the exactly, Giannis right. injury, right? Like exactly. looking looking at it wise. Exactly. Oh, yeah. But true to form, true to his name, he is an athletic freak. Mm-hmm. I, like, and he came back, and he looked a little rusty. Obviously, you know, like uh, game one and game two. That's why everybody thought that Phoenix was going to make. I thought Phoenix was. I mean, they were riding an all time high. Like you know, they mm-hmm. were they were doing great. But then Giannis just turned into God mode, and he just straight up just you know, turned it up and he was just straight up just like dominating the last four games and with with crazy, crazy numbers. And mm. that, for the same reason that Charles was explaining, it's just like that earned a lot of respect for 
casuals and a lot of you know seasoned you know NBA watchers because you know how hard it is to perform at that level at that microscope at that that amount of pressure so props to Giannis and congratulations to Milwaukee Bucks NBA yeah, I, champions I felt the same way just Suns really just blew it I mean they lost four straight games man <laughs> being up 2-0 and there was just so many crucial plays that they they turned the ball over whether it was book one of the games in the crucial moment where they could have taken the lead or they had the possession they turned he turned it over drew i think had a steal and chris paul too turned the ball over in a crucial another crucial moment those were swing games man it's crazy how like they just let it slip by and i slip by and i really do think if depending on where chris paul goes this was his best chance to be honest yeah yeah so true so they true. they crowned him really early. They was, did, dude. They yeah, they cursed him, dude. They they, they jinxed him, man. They jinxed him. <laughs> and totally. even he said it, right? He yeah. said it after the Western Conference Finals. He's just like, you know what I mean? Job's not done. And I don't know. <laughs> Phoenix is getting a little overconfident. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't blame them. They were playing really at a high level, but it's not that easy it is not that easy so he did a charles barkley guarantee uh, yeah, i know dude you, <laughs> you, you never happened, man you never want to do a charles barkley guarantee on anything <laughs> nah, dude. Nah, dude. So, but i, I, I want to echo what you guys said Giannis, what a beast and he deserves it all i mean this kid is super humble there are stories about how like when he was a rookie or, or one of his first couple of years he went to the bank and he basically deposited all the money he could to and send it to his family and he didn't have enough money to come to take a have a cab ride back or whatever. And he literally was walking to the game. And some somebody drove up and saw him as a, a rookie. And they're like, "Oh, that guy looks like a basketball player." And they took him to the game. Like he wow. he was sitting in the, like a Honda Civic or whatever in the back. And even that person tested like, "Dude, I should have took a picture of him just sitting in the back because he looks so like yeah, just like a seven footer just sitting in the back." And that's just how humble he is. Which is yeah, again, props to Giannis and he deserves it. You know. Chick Fil A after the NBA exactly. championship. Oh yeah, <laughs> exactly. Mean, you know, he How wasn't in Vegas. Like yeah. <laughs> he even <laughs> called hilarious. it out. Yeah, it's it's hard not to like that that kind of mentality, man. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, utmost respect, much deserved, and I'm happy for him, man. You know, same. Well, we're not here to talk about the Bucks, though. <laughs> we didn't bring Charles on to talk about the Bucks. Yeah. We're here to talk about the draft, man, which is coming up Thursday. And the Warriors, if you haven't been in a cave, have two picks, man. Then 7 and 14. So, yeah, let's talk about the Warriors first because the Lakers, they're, they're further down. So we'll, 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 we'll touch on it, you know, but we'll, we'll start with the Warriors. Well, number seven. Let's start with number seven, all right? That's, that's, the, that's the big one. What do you got? Yeah. What do you think, Charles? Like, what's happening with number seven? There are so many prospects at number seven. I mean, I just started doing my research a couple of days ago, and I'm like, my head is spinning. To be honest, <laughs> I'm like, shoot, like this guy looks really good one day, then you hear like the stock is rising, falling for these other guys, and every day I feel like something else changes with the board. Yeah, it is. It it, it it's madness. Like people keep climbing up, people keep going down, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of it's kind of hard to gauge. And then there's then there was that trade. Uh, that shouldn't impact our seven, but that, there's that trade with um, Memphis and uh, was it OKC? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So so, so that changes. No, that uh, I think it was our... uh, Memphis and Pelicans. Sorry. Th- thank yeah. you. Thank you. Yes, that's right. Uh, so that could change our fourteen. But for seven, mm-hmm. um, I I I don't. Uh, I mean, everyone for for the from what I'm reading, it's like we would love to have Scotty Barnes, but mm-hmm. we think he's gonna, he's going to go five five or six. Yeah. Um, and then um, that leaves 
maybe Kaminga dropping because I don't. I've seen some drafts where they might pick uh, Book Knight, who's a six four uh, guard that can that can score at three levels. Before Not, you continue, what yep. about Scotty Barnes would really fit the Warriors? But obviously he's probably not going to drop. But why, why, why so much hype on him as a uh, Warriors fit? Yeah, just uh, high IQ. He's kind of like another Draymond Green. Mm. I, I, I hate to say that because it's like we people compare Draymond Green to so many different players, but they never become Draymond Green. <laughs> but he just he just has the, uh, the the IQ and the feel for the game um, from a from a passing and defensive perspective. I don't know how he is as a scorer. Like I think he's still trying to improve on his on his shooting. Yeah. But he's, he's probably <laughs> is dreamer. a better scorer. Than, than Draymond already at this point. I, yeah. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. But I know he, he's very strong from the defensive side of things, from a leadership perspective, um, and then just uh, playmaking ability. He's, he's, he's sound mm-hmm. from what I, what I keep hearing. So he's, he's not a scorer per se. He's more of like a, a playmaker. Mm-hmm. You know? So he's not, unlike the other top prospects who are like you know, three-level scorers, even Book Knight is probably known more as a scorer. But, you know... Barnes is like six nine, mm. seven three wingspan. You know what I mean? With like ball handling ability and like defensive mm. instincts. So it's very Draymond esque. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's taller than Draymond, mm. but Draymond also Draymond has that too. crazy wingspan that helps his, in his ability. Exactly. And exactly. it's fit for the modern NBA in many ways because you want like these long rangey guys that can you know guard. Multiple levels. I don't know if Bards can guard one to four, but at the very least, he has like um, he has four measurables, but like perimeter guarding skills, which is really really tantalizing, right? Absolutely. I mean that that's 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 like what you were saying, JC. That's today's NBA is mm. to have those that those versatile wing players that can play multiple positions uh, on defensive and offensive end. Mm. So he, for sure. He could potentially guard Giannis yeah, <laughs> with those measurables, right? You know there what you mean? go. Although I so, don't know who can guard Giannis at this point. But. Well, that's true. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> that but, is true. Yeah. DeAndre Ayton. DeAndre Ayton couldn't. <laughs> yeah, nope. Eaten up. But that's not Barnes' skill set. I mean, that the, Barnes is not like Ayton. He's definitely mm. much more mobile. And mm. man, that would have been nice if the Warriors were able to get him. But mm, probably not sure. going to happen. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's going to go. I think it's, is it Orlando and OKC before us? Yeah. So maybe yeah. five and six. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So. so I'm pretty sure he's going to be gone by that point. But you so, were talking about book night. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so realistic. So the other, when I, when I read, when I've been reading articles and so forth, the, the mock drafts are all saying that it's, it's book night and then Davian Mitchell. And uh, from what I keep reading, it's you always want to go for someone with upside opposed to someone that is older um, and uh, may have less upside. And, and the thing mm. is, we, we don't know for sure if David Mitchell has reached his upside or has reached his, his ceiling just yet or if he can improve much more than where he's at now. Yeah. Um, but he, he's, he's, he's a solid guard. I think because his measurables came up a little bit shorter, I think initially he was listed as like 6'2", 6'3", mm-hmm. but then he listed as six six and three quarters or something like that. So he's, he's mm. not as, as tall as people thought. So I think that might've been a bit of a turnoff. Mm. Um, so, and, and for me, I, th- I think at this point, like I've seen our team and, and what we did last year. And I'm just thinking in terms of what would we need uh, for next year? What, what I would want to see. And I, I just want to see more scoring. Mm. I want to see so- someone that, that can do more um, in terms of uh, just putting pressure on the defense, whether it's, it's taken out on the three, three point range, from three point range or driving in or mm. even taking the mid range. And that's why for me, it's like, I, I would, I would take book night 
mm-hmm. um, just because I want to see more scoring. And they talk about having um, kind of a redundancy with Jordan Poole. Mm-hmm. But um, for me, it's like watching the Phoenix Suns. I mean, I know they can defend, but they, those guys can score too. And, and yeah. all guys can score. It's not just, it's not just Chris Paul and, Book, and, and Booker, but you know, they scored most. But like other guys were contributing. Cam and Johnson. What, yep, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, and then Mikhail, uh, Michael... Uh, Mikhail Bridges. Mikhail Bridges, yeah. Mm-hmm. That guy was awesome. So I'm like, yeah. I, I want that. That's, that's what I want. I want more offense. I, need, I want more firepower. You can't so, have enough... Uh, you can't have enough wings that can just be a threat on the perimeter and just kind of keep the defense honest. You know what I mean? I just hope he's not Michael Mulder. I, I mean, Michael mm. Mulder light. You know, I, I mm. hope he's he's more than what Michael Mulder can provide. Because that's Book Knight kind of sounds like Michael Mulder, but I, uh, I, I guess with because Michael Mulder has hops, because Book Knight has hops too, and he can yeah. shoot threes. But they keep saying that he can score at three different levels. So I'm like, okay, um, I will gladly take that then. Some so. of the comparisons to Book Knight, and obviously, you know, used with a grain of salt, is just like CJ McCollum, Jordan Clarkson. That's mm. what I'm seeing, at least from the ringer, right? Yeah. Nice. And I haven't seen a lot of tape on Book Knight outside of like YouTube stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, if you think about CJ and you think about Jordan Clarkson, those guys' games, in addition to the ability to shoot, right? Mm-hmm. And those guys are, they got wet jumpers. Let's not get it mm-hmm. twisted. But they also have an ability to kind of um, penetrate, right? And kind of mm-hmm. have this sort of elusive... Like CJ, dude. CJ is so elusive and mm-hmm. he's, he's slippery, right? And he can mm-hmm. just kind of find openings and lanes and kind of, uh, you know, be a threat, like a you know a triple threat, actually, whenever he has the ball. And at least that's the, that's the thing with Book Knight. Mm-hmm. Charles made a very good point in terms of like redundancy with like Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole actually has been getting a lot of hype recently because yeah. there was some. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you guys saw it on um, on IG, but like Ball Ball is Life mm-hmm. actually had like these like pro am runs where Jordan Poole was like yep. killing it, right? And mm. it was just like, and you can kind of see like a, a similar skill level. <laughs> if Jordan Poole can play like that with the Warriors, oh my gosh, dude! Oh yeah, He's like. For sure, he, he, he like, was looking like, like Lemon Pepper Lou on steroids <laughs> yeah. on those balls. Yeah. Balls life. I mean, it's a kid. different level of competition, exactly. though, guys. <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> For, sure. For uh, sure. But like Charles made a very good point. Like, there's a certain redundancy in terms mm-hmm. of like, you know, Book Knights. I, I, he might not be. He might be a tad taller or about similar measurables to Jordan Poole, but mm-hmm. like, can't have enough of those guys, man. Because the Warriors mm-hmm. were when Steph wasn't playing. And Jordan Poole being incredibly inconsistent, like, dude, we didn't have a scorer, so mm. Book Knight seems like a very interesting pick. You guys mentioned Kaminga, right? Like, mm. how, what's that guy's? What's the the rundown on him? Is he is he a prospect that you guys would be happy with if 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 you know if you guys drafted him? That, that would see for I don't know about you, JC, but for me, it, mm-hmm. it makes it tough because. This guy has like amazing measurables, super mm-hmm. athletic, super mm-hmm. gifted basketball wise. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he has the the mindset uh, or the motor. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm not so sure about just because he was inconsistent in, in the in the G League. But to be fair, like I know he's playing up against adults, like mm-hmm. men, and, and he's used to playing, you know, in, in high school. So he went straight from high school to to the, to the G League, right? So, yeah. um, to be fair, I, I, I don't, I, I, maybe th- there's more to him, but I mean, it's, it is tantalizing from the perspective of his measurables. I think he's like 6'8", six, 6'9", six, as well. Yeah. And, and incredible reach, incredibly athletic. 
um, can has a knack for scoring, mm. uh, but uh, lacks uh, what is it? He lacks concentration on defense for sure. Mm. And I don't know if it's because he's just trying to get his, and maybe like on a team on the Warriors, like he can focus more on the defensive side of things. I don't know how much he'll, he'll be able to con- contribute his first year either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't know. It'd be it would it would be a hard choice for me if I had to choose between him and because I, I I I don't know what the comparables are, JC. But I I, I don't want to say Tracy McGrady, but I know is it Jason Tatum? What what were they saying? His I, I see on the ringer it says Danny Granger, Luol Deng, and Jeff Green, which is not the sexiest uh, Ooh, no, um, comparisons. Yeah. I mean, Danny Granger was a really good scorer, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know he was he was pretty sizable too, the kind of score. He was six eight, six seven, um, a, a wing scorer. And Luol Deng, I mean, back in the day, he was, you know, he was all right. <laughs> he was a lottery pick, Luol Deng. Yeah. He was, he was. He was, top no, he, he was yeah. a solid, solid. He was, he was solid a very solid pro, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Well, before all of this and uh, with Kuminga's stop, stock dropping, Kuminga was actually, a, like, like early in the year, mm-hmm. I knew the, the Warriors were going to be in play for the draft picks. I've been keeping track of the, the draft stuff. Mm-hmm. He was considered a top four prospect along mm-hmm. with Kate Cunningham, uh um, Jalen Green and Evan Mobley initially. Mm-hmm. Um, so compared to the names that Jack had floated from the ringer, like early on, people were saying he has mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard potential. Yeah. In terms of like, mm-hmm. I mean, Kawhi's physical profile is similar, like you know, six eight, six nine, mm-hmm. long wingspan. I don't know how big his hands are, but you, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. It's just like he's that prototypical sort of like, you know swingman three four bigger more of a three mm-hmm. um type of player two three actually mm-hmm. um and so kaminga had that profile but then he's the more reps that he had in the uh the g league i saw him in the very first game of the g league like g league night because they were playing the warriors and he looked much better than Jalen green dude he was killing the warriors mm-hmm. like I actually thought, you know, I could see like, you know, like Tracy McGrady, Kawhi, like in that sense that he was just like physically just much more athletic and just much better than everybody. But as the season progressed, he just kind of showed that he had really, really poor sort of ball skills, really, really lackadaisical in defense and just more relying on athleticism. So like a lot of his sort of like... Mm feel for the game wasn't really demonstrated and like he just didn't show a lot of uh, enough of like a motor uh Mm -hmm. out there to to sort of like support this sort of like top you know top four consensus top four billing that's why his stock has dropped significantly and nothing since the end of the season and like all of the workouts has really kind of you know been able to kind of thwart that that trend of his Mm -hmm. so like i don't know dude it's just like this mm. dude was like top top four. Like if he falls to seven, it'd be yeah tough to I pass mean, up. It'd yeah, be tough to pass up because like you know, yes, there's Book Knight and you know there are all of these other names, Davion Mitchell, but they have a ceiling. But like, uh, they have a limited ceiling, and Kuminga has in many ways a limited ceiling if you can get him right. And mm. as an asset, like I don't know, dude, he might be really, 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 really valuable. So I don't know, dude. Oh, yes, yeah. it's, it's really, really interesting. Just because if he's there, I do feel like the Warriors will be well pressed to consider him there. Just because there are other teams that may be interested, like exactly. if Memphis or you know all of these other teams. If Washington, right? There's mm. there's shades of Bradley Beal, you know, 
Uh, there's this talk of Bradley Beal being not really too happy with that situation, right? Mm-hmm. Like Kaminga would be a great fit for them if they want to develop some someone longer term. So mm, interesting, interesting. All right, let's let's move to fourteen for now, and we'll come back to the seven. Okay, since mm-hmm. uh, let's start the chat on number fourteen. Moving down to the the fourteenth pick, assuming that you know you'll you'll take one of these guys that you're talking about. Whether if Kaminga doesn't slide, you're probably selecting a guard, right? Whether it's um, Book Knight or uh, Mitchell Davion. or Davion. Mm-hmm. What yeah. are you What are you looking at fourteen? Then let's just assuming that yeah, you guys take a guard or a guard type of profile with that seventh pick. It, it, does that change things for number fourteen, or are you just looking for best player available? And who are those people? I, I, from what I've been reading, it it seems like uh, wing would would be more of what we're looking for at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, names that I've been hearing are uh, Moses Moody. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Duarte. Um, I don't know if Franz Wagner would even fall down that far. Uh, Josh mm-hmm. Giddy, Australian mm-hmm. point guard, mm-hmm. uh, who's a stat stuffer. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's those names that I'm that I'm hearing. I, I just don't know who's gonna drop there. But I I, mm-hmm. I feel like we would probably pick someone. But when when I hear Chris Duarte, I think of JTA, mm-hmm. and, and and I I just, I just I just kind of think of him like he kind of does it all. But but he, I guess he can score a little bit better. Um, mm-hmm. He he just he's just a mature player because I, I think I think he might be a four, four-year player already mm, but yeah um, he just yeah. plays he just knows the game has a good feel and, and plays well I, I just think like it's GTA 2.0 but maybe with a better more consistent shot mm-hmm. and so so I'm thinking that that's probably the route that we're gonna go interesting mm. any thoughts JC the Lakers have actually shown interest in Duarte as well because he's shooting up the draft boards a lot of people were projecting him yeah. late teens early 20s yes but now he might be in play for the warriors uh at 14 and i'm hearing the same things that charles is hearing there's a lot of noise on duarte he for the most Oregon. for the most part when we're talking about the draft mm-hmm. most of the time when you stay in college longer it's a knock on you mm-hmm. um even though he has more tape yeah. on him it's like why weren't you out earlier um and i think that was one of the things with james duarte which which I, I know because I did my research on the Lakers draft pick and he, I mean, there were rumors that he was already made a promise at 22 so he wouldn't fall under 22 because the Lakers have the 22nd pick. Mm-hmm. But he's shot up the draft board, which is interesting because, yeah, normally you don't see four-year, well, he's, I think he was there three, four years in college to, to be up high, uh, high, in the, yeah, in the teens because you yeah. want to go upside. You know, like, you want to pick a guy that has, like, you know, might be a little raw, but has a lot of upside. But again, the Warriors are in a different position now. You know, you want to compete now, right? Exactly. That's why, like, teams like the Lakers and the Warriors are interested. Yes. Just because traditionally you would think that the lottery team would be wanting to go more of the upside pick. Yeah. But the Warriors are unique where, in many ways, they are ready to win now. Mm-hmm. And Duarte is a good fit for win now type of uh, teams like the Lakers and the Warriors because yep. he's ready to go, dude. He's pretty much plug and play. He's, he's 22 years old. He might even be older than 20, yeah. 22 at this point, right? That's, and, that's old for a draft pick. Yeah, exactly, yep. right? <laughs> I mean, so like, weird. so teams that want immediate production mm-hmm. are most likely going to find it from him compared to someone like Kuminga who probably needed, you know, a couple of more seasons the the G League. Mm-hmm. And Duarte just, you know, he's like a 3 and D guy. And, uh, and like, Ch- Charles made a gr- like a great comparison. Like, I know Jackie probably hasn't seen a lot of JTA, but JTA mm-hmm. is like 
you want those guys on your team. He's yeah. he's like mm-hmm. our Alex Caruso in many ways. They're not the same player. Good one. But like they're type just, of player. Just fills in the type all of the, player. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's the dirty work. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Um and now I've w I can't ha- I, I would love another JTA type on, on mm-hmm. the Warriors because we need those type of types of dogs, right? Mm. Uh to to do that kind of work. And um yeah, I'm I'm hearing a lot of Duarte if he's there. I mean, are you guys liking that pick? If it is Duarte, if you guys end up selecting Duarte at fourteen, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind at all. Like what JC mm. was saying, I, I totally agree with him. Like you can't have enough Alex Carusos on your team or JTAs. Yeah, uh, those those glue guys that just know how to play, mm. and um, he, he's gonna. I, I have a feeling he's gonna fit well on the team. He'll he'll move the ball. He won't be a ball a stopper. I mm. think that that was one of the, the negatives about Kaminga is that he's a ball stopper. He has to have the ball in his hands to be able to do something to be effective. Whereas uh, these other guys that we're, that we're referring to, whether it's book Knight or, or whether it's, it's a Giddy or it's uh, Duarte, mm-hmm. those guys will play within the system and, and they'll, they'll fit right in. They'll be able to, to contribute right away. Mm. So yeah. I don't mind it. I, I would, I would be happy with it. Mm. See, I like I would like Duarte, but uh, Charles mentioned Giddy, and Giddy is like he's like a 19 year old kid yeah. that played in the NBL like uh, Lamelo. Mm-hmm. So, given all the hype that Lamelo had from his rookie year, rookie of the year, Giddy kind of plays similarly, where he's more of like a playmaker. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's as dynamic a passer as Lamelo is, where you know it's like it's showtime. Yeah. But Giddy kind of has like. Uh, uh, he's like the anti Kuminga in terms of like being a young prospect where mm-hmm. he's just a, a really sort of like natural playmaker, great feel for the game, not much athleticism, uh, but, you know, has good size, about 6'8", similar to LaMelo. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, a lot of LaMelo comparisons because even their stats at mm-hmm. the NBL, that Australian league, were very similar. So I wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't mind Giddy if Duarte wasn't there mm-hmm. uh, as a backup. Um, you know, Agreed. just because we could, you just use these sort of like high IQ and at 14, I feel like you could, you would want to go with someone more at a, uh, of a sure thing. I think at seven, mm-hmm. um, you know, upside and just being able to kind of have a higher ceiling is a little bit more important. The higher you go in the draft, you really want to swing to the, for the fences, yeah. but at 14, you just want a productive player. So it's an interesting dynamic for us warrior fans just because we have in many ways two shots mm-hmm. to you know to 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 hit right you yeah. know so it's interesting i'm hearing that davion actually might drop i mean That's the fact that yeah, yeah. cuz he's like he's i mean if you asked me 4 weeks ago i would have been like all up on Davion Mitchell because he's just like you know it's like pat bev on steroids mm-hmm. you know that's what i'm hearing and you you want that dog mm-hmm. but you know, all the measurables came in and everybody's kind of down on him. So, mm-hmm. like, if he drops, because all the other teams from, like, 9 to 13, mm-hmm. they're all guard heavy, right? Yeah, like, yeah. Pacers are there. They have Brogdon. They have, like, some some guards. Yeah. New Orleans, that trade, you know, might change things up. But, like, mm-hmm. Orlando has, like, um, who was that that uh, Ed pulled the other day? Cole uh, um, uh, Anthony. Yeah. Who? Cool Anthony, Anthony, exactly, yeah. right? Yeah. Like there are teams there that already have young prospects mm-hmm. at guard. So Davion potentially could possibly be there mm. at 14. What was interesting to me was that they uh, there was an article that uh, said uh, this past weekend they brought in Davion Mitchell, 
mm. uh, Duarte, and I forget who the other two were, but they brought them in for a second oh, uh, screening of them, if you will. And, mm. and it was more, they, they were saying it was, it was a competitive screening. So I, oh. I don't know if they're actually playing like two on two or, or what that meant exactly, but they brought in these guys again to get mm. a second look at That's them. That's definitely so, a sign they're really very keen interesting. on. Especially if it's a competitive workout, they want to see how yeah, if they got that dog in them. Speaking yep. of Dave, though, Davion, man, he won NCAA championship with Baylor. Mm-hmm. So Davion winner, was man. locking up the top players. He mm-hmm. checked Kate Cunningham, and Kate mm-hmm. Cunningham was having a rough time, and mm-hmm. Kate has like eight inches on him. Davion is a, he's a dog, man. Yeah, he's just for sure. Small. He was guarding up Kispert too. Like mm-hmm. Kispert was having a hard time against him. Exactly. So mm-hmm. like at fourteen, at mm-hmm. seven. Might mm-hmm. be a stretch because he's a little small, but a 14, I don't know what I would do, dude. That's like Duarte or Davion, I don't know. I actually really don't know. Man, to think yeah, about he would drop yeah. to 14, really? Wow, that would be, that would be pretty impre- I mean, incredible. I, again, the speculation is all of the other teams yeah. uh, ahead of there have guards, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So potentially, Good and we can, we can review it, but I'm just saying like, not that they wouldn't take it. Sometimes you get you take best player available, but like if you had a shot at like you know a Jalen Johnson or a, a Kai Jones, like someone to kind of mm. beef up the front court, would you take? You know, mm. would you pass on a talent like Davion? I don't know, man. Is he Johnny Flynn? Mm. Is he? Mm. Is he? I don't know. Is he Pat Bev? Mm. Like, would you take Pat Bev at like? Or is he Van Fleet? Yeah, I'm exactly. more on the defensive end, like mm. stature wise, I guess. Yeah, is he Kyle like, Lowry? Like, yeah, I've, I've yeah, heard yeah, comparisons. Yeah. yeah, like Kyle Lowry at 14 would be great. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Johnny I mean, Flynn oh. at 14, of course. <laughs> Johnny Flynn at like a second round pick, probably not. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Van Fleet was un- undrafted, so it's 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 tough to project Davion. But I don't know, man. People love what he's able to bring to the game. I don't know what you would do, Charles. I know I'm throwing uh, a kink it's here. It's tough, but like, man. If you had it Davion and Duarte available, who would you mm. pick? Well, I, I'm just looking like what what do we need? What do we need on our team? I mean, yeah. we we do need playmakers, so mm-hmm. he fits that bill. Uh, having another dog besides Draymond is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, so him and JTA, and, and then Davion Mitchell. That that's that's pretty pretty you know appetizing as well. Mm. And so uh, it's tough. I. I yeah, I mean, I, I think I think if he's there, I think you you probably have to go with him, man. Yeah, yeah. But but he's but he is kind of a risk though. So it's like just because of that that height, you just don't know. And with Chris Duarte, you you know what you're gonna get for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's it's gonna be interesting. Uh, I'm nervous because yeah. I just don't know what's gonna happen. Well, let's her. let's reflect back, right? So last year, obviously, you guys took Wiseman, and he was a fit on your team because you guys needed a big guy, and you guys passed up on Lamelo. You know, so I mean, I mean, we don't know how James Wiseman is going to pan out, obviously, right? But just based on last year, it feels like ugh, could have been different if you guys selected Lamelo. Would have had that playmaker, you know? Yeah. Um, so looking at this this year, when you're looking at seven fourteen, is there especially what the team needs? Looking at if Wiseman doesn't really develop as a rebounder, we were talking about like drafting for need. You will need that forward type of player to, or, or you have to get it in free agency. A guy that can rebound because Draymond, yeah, he can play the five, but you can see that in the long run of things, playing small is really tough for Draymond, and, and teams keep battering you guys down. You know, um, rebound is an issue. I mean, Kevon Looney, well, he, I don't know if you guys are bringing him back, probably, right? I think he picked yeah, up he, his he, option. He, he signed his option, yeah. Yeah, but he's he still he's still a little undersized, you know. Yep. Um, true. 
So yeah, I don't I don't know if that how that plays into like the fit of all these guys at the end of the day. You know, I, I think you I think at this point, like I said, it's like best player available, <laughs> right? Um, don't think too yeah. much into it because if you, if you just scout it out and he's just that talented and you especially see in the workouts. But yeah, like looking at what the team needs, you know, like do are you guys gonna get it at seven to fourteen? I, for for me, I I just feel like we just need to add more talent. Mm-hmm. So w- whether it's at the guard position or the wing position, mm-hmm. which I think that's what we're going to go for, mm-hmm. uh, that that's what we'll do. I, I don't know if we're going to go for centers because for for the most part, most of them are not yeah. projects, but I mean, I think some are more uh, established, but mm-hmm. um, they're going to need some seasoning as well to, once they get in the NBA. Yeah. Uh, guards and guards and four. I mean, we, we saw it with Wiseman. It's going to take him a while to to establish himself and, and get acclimated. Whereas guards and, and wings, it's it's easier for them to get acclimated to the NBA. So it, I think we're going to go that route. Because okay. we already have Wiseman as a project, so I don't think we want to take on another. Yeah, that makes sense. I agree. I mean, there are some front court players in the NBA draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, Uzaman Garuba, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. You got Kai Jones. But Sangoon? Yeah, mm-hmm. Sangoon, who's kind of like, a, I don't know. I don't want. I don't want to compare Jokic, but he's 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 he's, he's very talented in the low post, traditional mm-hmm. big man. But it, like what Charles was saying, we already have a developmental play with Wiseman in the in the big man position. So I mm-hmm. think this draft is much more loaded with talent, and in many ways, ready to play talent and playmakers uh, in the in the wing and guard mm-hmm. positions. That you gotta just go that address that need, which is still a need on our end, just for talent. Uh, mm-hmm. within the draft and i think the warriors needs for the front court can potentially be addressed um in free agency uh you know if you need someone to do the dirty work my ideal situation and i don't want to throw a kink on this thing is like um if kevin love gets bought out mm-hmm. uh and if he plays like uh he does a blake griffin or something like that i would love for him to join the warriors because mm-hmm. i think he would address sort of our rebounding deficiency and kevin love is not the same player that he was when he was in Minnesota or even early years with Cleveland. Mm-hmm. But I do still think that he has some talent to to help us, at least on the rebounding and in many ways playmaking. Like he's he's a good passing big man, dude. Yeah. You know, he can he do is. some of the the stuff that Bogut was doing exactly. uh, for us and even Boogie, right? So mm-hmm. that would be one of like the ideal scenarios for mm-hmm. me, at least from a front court you know, free agency, whatever. Well, before we go into free agency, I want I want to talk about this, right? So a big a big part of this draft is the Warriors might trade their picks. Mm. You know? So mm-hmm. let's let's talk about that and some of the potential trades you guys could be looking at if if it does happen, which it doesn't seem like it will, but let's talk about that because it's a big story going into this draft where, as you guys said, the Warriors want to win now. So with being weaponized with the number seven and fourteen and even James Wiseman there could be a lot of potential to get somebody back that has substantial talent that can help you literally next year potentially win the title. So mm-hmm. um, I don't know who you want to start, Charles, with what you think some of these potential trades could be if there is a trade on the table. Sure. The the ones that I've been reading that I think, well, I'll, I'll just say the ones that I'm reading before I say the ones that I think are realistic. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the first one is Bradley Beal. Mm-hmm. Um, if he if he asks for that trade, mm-hmm. yeah, I I. I, I you know what? For for me, I I, I was, I I would probably go all in to get Bradley Beal, mm-hmm. and just worry about signing free agents. You know, whoever's going, to, whoever was going to be like a ring chaser. Yeah, I'd, I'd worry then about that. Um, I I just feel like the team that we we have right now, if we get draft picks or whatever, it's not going to be uh, 
pleasing enough or not pleasing but it's not going to be sexy enough for mm -hmm. free agents to want to come yeah. if we had bradley beal matched up with or teamed up with steph with clay with draymond that that's a squad yeah and so i, I think people would want to come and, and play with this team mm. so I, I i would i would throw all in at the risk of losing uh, some of our, our future assets mm -hmm. maybe maybe we can do something where we sweeten the deal or or, or we, we we keep something and just give like a future draft pick or something like that mm -hmm. to 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 uh, make it more pleasing so so it's him mm. uh, the, the the other ones i'm seeing are like miles turner for Ooh. maybe one of the draft picks i don't think both draft picks and and maybe a maybe a player to match uh salaries that's a good um, fit that's a really good uh, fit. I, I do i do like i do like him and i think yeah. that could be something realistic but i i just don't know if they would want they would probably want Wiseman, although I don't know how that would work because they, they may have that issue that where Miles Turner and uh, who, who's, who's, who's their boy? Sabonis, yeah. Mm -hmm. But but I guess they, they can still develop him, so that might make sense there. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't mind that. And then the other one I'm hearing is, is Siakam. Mm -hmm. I think we would lose uh, Andrew Wiggins mm -hmm. for sure for, for that, and they probably want want more. I, I, I feel like Toronto might, might ask for a lot more for what we're than what we're willing to give for yeah. Siakam. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that trade at all. But I, I think the most realistic one could be Miles Turner. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if it's going to happen. And, and to be honest, I think we're just going to go with the draft picks. I don't think we're going to make any trades. Mm -hmm. JC, I, I got an outside the box idea here. Okay. I got an outside the box idea. Mm -hmm. Let me know what you guys think. Okay, cool. All of those names that Charles has put there, obviously, dude, these are great talents. Miles <laughs> Turner led the league in blocks last mm -hmm. year. Bradley Beal was top. Three second to Steph in scoring, mm -hmm. and Siakam is is a winner. Although he kind of had a little bit of an issue with the the coaching there. Yeah. Um. But I'm gonna throw a kink. Mm. So Bradley Beal, I hear, is really good friends with Jason, Jason Tatum. Tatum, right? Mm -hmm. mm. So what if we do a three team deal, mm. right? Mm. What if the Wizards mm. want? new talent right mm -hmm. but then bradley beal doesn't want to go with the warriors for whatever reason because he wants to play with jason tatum mm -hmm. we do a three-team deal with boston washington and the warriors where the warriors send 7 14 we might have to throw wiggins to make the money work out mm -hmm. here mm -hmm. onto the wizards the wizards send bradley beal to boston mm -hmm. and the celtics send Jalen Brown. Oh, that's your boy. That's your boy. To Ooh, the Warriors. Jalen like Brown and that. filler. Mm -hmm. like and that, that would fill our void for the number, you know, for our three spot. Jalen like Brown that. is young, right? Mm -hmm. Really talented. I don't, you know, he's he's probably a significantly better player than Andrew Wiggins. And Andrew Wiggins is no stiff. I don't mm -hmm. want to underplay Andrew Wiggins' fit with the Warriors, mm -hmm. you know? Bradley yep. Beal is happy in Boston with Jason Tatum. Mm. There's no kind of conflict in terms of like, you know, uh, being another two, three swingman uh, position. Jason mm -hmm. Tatum can play the three that mm -hmm. Jalen Brown does uh, leaves. And then Bradley Beal can fit the two there. Mm. Wizards get their draft picks so they can develop more players if they want Wiseman, whatever. And then we get Jalen Brown. What do you think about that trade? Well, the question for that is, I mean, Jalen Brown is a great talent, you know? Is he worth seven fourteen and James Wiseman? That's the question, right? I mean, like, I'm gonna pose that to Charles. It would, if you were to just, yeah, in that package, that's what you're trading mm -hmm. him for. Like, is he worth that? I I would do it. Okay. Okay. I, yeah. I would, if, if it's if it's just those three, I mean. Yeah. Oh, but but then but now we're talking about uh, if we're throwing Wiggins in there too. 
Is it same? Oh, Jaylen you Brown. said. Oh, you know, he's definitely worth seven fourteen. Wiggins, <laughs> Jalen. Yeah, yeah Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. I don't know if they'll do it. <laughs> oh, that's that would be a great trade for the Warriors, man. Exactly. Like you're oh, getting a defensive stopper up. back and mm-hmm. a, two defensive stoppers, and a, a Jalen Brown can put the ball in the oh, bucket, gosh. dude. <laughs> I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah. I would do that in a heartbeat. Well, would you do it for seven fourteen James Wiseman and um, Wiggins and because Wiggins? because you had to put filler in, you know, salary yep. filler. You would, you would, right? Eric, Eric Pascal, Jordan Poole, go ahead. You take, take, take them too. <laughs> okay. All right, yeah. I, I will do that. That fits. I, that. I think they, it fills all the, a lot of needs. They right? could take care of Burke too or a reporter. They can take Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I'll, I'll, Just I'll not throw Jim Barnett. <laughs> yeah. Throw in Bob Fitzgerald too. <laughs> <laughs> Our announcers. <laughs> Man, that, that's... Old- that's yeah. a juicy trade, though. That's a juicy trade, JC. That's a good. I was, nice I was just thinking about it. It's just that's like a nice one. I actually was not sure if Bradley Beal would be a great fit per se. Mm, um, I think he's a great talent. Don't get me wrong. Like I would love Bradley Beal, but I was just like, if Bradley Beal wants to go to Boston, right? Mm. And Jalen Brown, I don't know if he's happy in Boston, right? With mm. whatever's happening, it's Jason Tatum's team there, right? Turn mm-hmm. back to the Bay Area. Let's 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 make a deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, See what happens. And, and, and Washington mm-hmm. wants, they want assets, right? We got yeah. draft picks, you know? You guys can, whatever. If you want to take, if Kuminga is there, for example, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You know? And they, they can get Kuminga. Because it seems like Washington is like, they want to jettison Russell Westbrook. Bradley mm-hmm. Beal seems like he, he knows he's not going to win there. Play with your boy. Send Jalen Brown to the Bay. Let's do it. Let's go. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that for sure. I mean, Jalen Kaminga could be your your Jalen Brown of the future. Exactly, 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 exactly. But but well, the only the mm. only thing I would say about that though is that um, if they get all these developing talents, they're they're in win now mode too, right? I mean, they, oh no no sorry, Boston's in win now mode. Oh no no that works. That works. That Boston works, would get yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, Boston would get Bradley Beal. Yeah yeah yeah. And yeah. Washington can you know yeah. they have Denny they have I don't know who else they have there but Rui you know I mean. Rui Rui mm-hmm. right and just that's right get more that's guards right. you know what I mean if you want mm-hmm. Kuminga Rui can be more of a four you know mm-hmm. so Bertans. I don't know I was just thinking about that mm-hmm. today because I was just like I don't really know if there's like a win now move for win. the Warriors mm-hmm. and I would love that move I feel like Jalen oh, Brown I take Jalen Brown over Andrew Wiggins. Sorry. Andrew. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> agreed. I, I agree too. I mean, and he absolutely. would. He would help bridge. I mean, he's young enough. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he's what 24, 25? Mm-hmm. Dude, I would love yep. that move. Absolutely, absolutely. I can't complain at all with that move. It'll be so. It's just interesting that I mean, this is all coming out more recently. Like Brett Beal, thinking about what he, his future. He has not requested any trades. So this is. A lot of it's speculation in terms of like whether yeah. he's even going to be on the move because obviously Washington probably wants to keep him mm-hmm. at this point. I mean, they don't really have, yeah. I mean, they could go into a rebuild, but they're they're in the business of selling tickets too, right? So yeah, we'll see if I mean Dame Dollar also uh, has this like weird thing where he hasn't requested a trade, but you look at all the reports, it seems like he wants out, you know. So when there's mm-hmm. smoke, there's fire, bro. Yeah, there. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we we JC and I talked about this you know, like throughout the last, this past season that Beal has been linked to the Warriors in some fashion, even before this, all this report came out. So maybe there's been some back end stuff that has been kind of permeating or like, yeah, like been coming up that, you know, these players are making moves or their agents are making moves far before they request a trade, 
you know mm. so the the most of the time when they request the trade is they're stuck in a rock in a hard place they want to force the organization to do something where they've been telling them we're unhappy that now we're going to make it public and put more pressure on you because you haven't been doing anything so we'll see man this is this is so interesting dude moving to the draft that these big big names are even in the picture of rumors um yeah, I mean, to, to imagine Jalen Brown on the Warriors, that would be amazing, dude. He's a Cal product, so it'd be fucking perfect, man. I'd love to see him back in the Bay. I mean, there were, there were some rumors of Dame, dude. Yeah, going back yeah. to his roots in Oakland with the Warriors. Yeah. Yeah. It's wishful fit, thinking. Crazy, I hope though, it happens, man. but crazier things have happened. No, that's man. true. Never crazier know. things have happened. I'm just trying to put that energy out mm. into the stratosphere out here to make sure that, you know, Warrior Nation can they know that there are creative ways to be able to improve the team, man. So, you know, you don't necessarily have to go for Bradley Beal and, you know, there's a way to kind of move things around. So it seems like that's the dream scenario. And let's just sum up things. Where, what do you think will actually happen the draft night? What will you guys, who you guys will draft? Let's just make fun predictions. So, you know, when the draft comes, we can kind of reflect back and talk about like what actually happened. Start with you, Charles. Yeah, so I, I do think that we're, we're not going to make a trade. It, mm-hmm. Just just based on past drafts and, and, and free agencies, it, it seems like we haven't made a splash since, since Kevin Durant. So yeah. I think we're just going to stick with that route. And we will pick uh, Book Knight as our number seven mm-hmm. pick. Mm-hmm. We'll go with Chris, Chris Duarte mm-hmm. for, the, for the 14th pick. And... Terms, uh, are we talking about free agents too, or no? We'll just do that first, yeah. and then we'll end with just free that. agents. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Know. Sounds good. Go with JC. What do you? Do yep. you are you similar prediction or something different? Yeah. Um, I think I'm gonna predict. I'm gonna predict Book Knight at seven. He's just, you know, I mm. think he's too tantalizing of a talent mm. uh, to pick uh, to to pass on. Uh, and then they're gonna. Get Davion Mitchell mm, at, uh, nice, at fourteen. Nice. I think Davion's gonna nice. gonna drop. I feel like with uh, Book Knight already in the wing position, they're gonna want to shore up at least that guard position, and yeah, just kind of mix it up. No love for Nico Mannion. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Nico. You need, to, you need to win a gold medal in the Olympics before we can, uh, you know. We can uh, we can put you in the rotation. So to make that clear, you don't think uh, Jalen Brown's coming yet? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, I doubt that happens. I mean, that's a that's a really long dream, yeah, We can dream. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's move to free agency then. You know. Well, let's, let's talk a little bit about it because that's after the draft, and we, we can record another episode. But just just really quick, touch upon what you guys hope to accomplish in free agency if you guys end up with what your predictions are kind of like drafting two players and not making a huge trade okay yep so i i would i would think that we would need to get um another another big Mm -hmm. uh so whether it's signing um who's who's the guy that we let go again chris uh chris marquis chris Chris, yeah so i I wouldn't mind if we got him again Mm -hmm. um he he is a little undersized but he's he's another big and and he knows our system Mm mm-hmm I, this is a reach, and, and I think he's probably going to be overpriced. But I would love Rashawn Holmes. I just like the mm. way he plays. Mm-hmm. He, he's, that that dude's pretty tough, and he just he has a, he has this weird floater shot that he, that he shoots up, but it it just goes in. So it's like mm-hmm. I don't know. He, it feels like it seems like he has a good feel for the game. Mm-hmm. I would love uh, PJ Tucker's not a big, but I'd love to get someone like him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then Aaron Baines, I, I would love him as as another big. Mm-hmm. And then and then I just I I. Don't, so so say if we don't get a, get a Mitchell, we're gonna need um, another p- 
playmaker. Yeah. I'd love to get Derrick Rose, but I don't think that's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Jason's been talking about that. Yeah. I'd love to get him, but I just don't know what's going to happen. I think it would be something more like, maybe something more realistic might be like a George Hill. Mm-hmm. Goran Dragic, um, maybe? I don't know. Oh, I'd, I'd love to get him too. I, I don't. I don't know. If he might be that's too happen. expensive. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I just don't know. And mm. then, um, who, who's the who's the cat from the, the Gonzaga cat from the Spurs? Uh, Shoot, uh, shooter. Patty Mills. Patty Mills. Yes, Patty Mills. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind having him either. Mm-hmm. Um, just just to um, uh, expand uh, expand our, our not expand but just um, space the floor. Ex, ex, extend the the, the defense yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, exactly. So. Those are guys. I, I mean, I heard stuff like we're we're gonna pursue Carmelo Anthony. I don't know if that's gonna be realistic. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't mind that from the perspective of just getting a a bulldog down low that can that can score. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. we haven't had that in a while, so just to give us another option. Mm-hmm. So we have we have Clay and Steph running around, and then we have an inside inside presence. So mm-hmm. um, those are guys that I I would be looking at that I think could be more realistic. Mm-hmm. JC, I'd love to hear what you mm-hmm. what your thoughts are. I mean, I I have you know I second so like the Patty Mills. I think a lot of it is going to be contingent on what we do with the draft and what we can yeah we can do. So I I do feel like the the dominoes need to fall with the draft. See what we holes we fill from the draft, and then we can make the free agency decisions. Yeah. My prediction is the draft is we're going to be wing guard heavy mm-hmm. on both picks if we keep it and we don't get Jalen Brown. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I told you about the Kevin Love thing yes. earlier, yep. right? Yep. I think that's an ideal scenario. I do feel like regardless of what happens in the draft, mm-hmm. I do feel like Kevin Love would be an amazing fit for the Warriors. Mm-hmm. If he can get a buyout from Cleveland, I think he could play like that big, that you know, can play in the high post, set screens, move the ball around to the shooters. It would be great, dude. Rebound. I mean, Kevin Love is, you know, in his prime was one of the top rebounders, if not the best rebounder in the league. Mm-hmm. So I think he could still kind of play to that level. So that would be like dream scenario. Mm-hmm. Dream scenario is Jalen Brown, Kevin Love. Mm. Oh, but man. in the absence of like these dream scenarios, because, you know, dreams don't always come true sadly mm-hmm. <laughs> um you know maybe someone like a vet that can kind of help us out i think it's going to be big so yeah. said from the names that um that uh charles has floated out there you know someone like uh, a paul Millsap mm. might be too old mm. too much of a gray beard mm. i don't know if, but if he can get him at the minimum he can play like a david west role so yeah. i think he would be a good sort of stopgap sure. leader mm-hmm. uh experienced uh big to help mm-hmm. us in the second unit. Uh, another person I'd like to see is Kelly Olinick. So Kelly mm-hmm. Olinick actually nice. played really nice well. well. He might yeah. be too expensive for us. Mid-level mm-hmm. exception. That'd mm-hmm. be nice if we can get him for the mid-level. Mm-hmm. But Kelly, you know, he battles, man. Another Gonzaga product, actually. You know? That's who, right. um, you know, uh, who pretty much, uh, just, you know, set screens, can hit from the perimeter. So you can see a trend here, right? You yeah. know, big second kind of, you know, uh, you know, hit from the perimeter. Um, yeah. experience. Yeah, handle the ball, set some screens, do some a little bit of the dirty work. Mm-hmm. So, those are the guys that I'm targeting at least in free agency because I do think a lot of the guard stuff. It'd be nice to see D Rose in a Warrior jersey, but it's probably not gonna happen. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, Davion's not a bad uh, backup. Mm. True. Mm, they're very illuminating guys very illuminating i think we won't spend too much time on lakers i do th- i did i mean before his stock rose looking at the draft at 22 i was looking at chris duarte being the perfect fit for the lakers but mm-hmm. given how it's developed in the last couple of weeks 
I think he's shot up the draft, you know, whether it's the Warriors or even after. Like, I don't think if the Warriors didn't select Duarte, I think he's going uh, above 22nd at this point. Um, yeah, and other players, maybe Jaden Springer or Jared Butler, just guards mm. that can kind of fill in like a scoring role um, or steady presence on the second unit because that was an issue with us since we didn't have Rondo. And aside from that, there's a lot of stuff that's going on in the Laker universe. As always, you know, there's a lot of players linked to the Lakers like Westbrook and uh, because it seems like CP3 because it seems like we're out of the Dennis Schroeder business. It doesn't seem like he's going to be coming back. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, that's... I think we'll we'll break down the Lakers even more in depth. Did you guys have have any questions for me? I guess before we end this episode on the Lakers with all these crazy rumors, dude. Um, I have a question. Yeah, what do you think is too. the need then? If you're out of the Schroeder business, so what do you think is the the most pressing need for the Lakers? It, it's it's definitely what we were hoping to accomplish with Dennis Schroeder was that facilitator or like the the point guard that can take a load off LeBron, which is score a little bit, also distribute the ball, but Schroeder wasn't that guy. You know, Schroeder wasn't that guy. Um, he, he had flashes, but I don't think he was consistent enough. Um, so that's why they're looking into... I mean, the, there's rumors of Westbrook, um, CP3, obviously, being probably the best fit of them outside of age and all that stuff, right? He has the experience. He has a steady presence. He also has a trust with LeBron. But that is a complete long shot to imagine that CP3, who... Is the you know the players pre, the players union president would take any salary cut at this point in his career? You know he's looking for probably a three year deal at this point. You know um, at probably lower rate than what he's being paid next year. He's probably I would expect him to opt out, but then try to secure a three year deal from the Suns. You know at looking at maybe thirty million dollars a year, which is ninety million guaranteed, and that's really good for someone who's thirty six years old, dude. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he might be drinking that LeBron wine though, so he he might play till he's forty, man. I don't know, man. You're looking at those last playoffs. I think he slowed down yeah, for a good reason, you know, like for the, sure. Uh, I mean, he still got game, you know. You can't deny yeah. it, but he's always on the brink of that injury. And we, you, everyone who has followed <laughs> basketball, knows CP3. Uh, anytime he pulls up lame, you're like, dude, you know, yeah, hamstring <laughs> or yeah, like the shoulder. Exactly. You're like, Ugh. But yeah, um, Westbrook, dude, I don't. I don't know. I just want to keep away from Westbrook, man. LA boy. Man, I don't know, man. Ah, Westbrook. I mean, everyone who has followed Westbrook's career, amazing player. You know, he plays with such tenacity and fire, mm-hmm. but he's a horrible fit for a lot of teams if he's not the Westbrook that we, the triple double Westbrook. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, look Ball at his him. Hands. Yeah, looking at him with James Harden. You think he's going to be any better with LeBron James, who needs the ball? I mm-hmm. mean, he needs the ball, right? So it just seems like an odd fit to me that there's even that rumor out there. But crazier things have happened, right? You know, um, I guess L.A. boy. Yeah. Hey, hey Jack. Like stars, man. Yeah. Is, is Kuzma going to be in a Laker uniform? I don't believe so. Coming season? I, I don't believe so. Okay. Yeah, I think... Okay. I think I mean, there's. Li- this sucker this <laughs> I mean, we're trying. We're trying to fleece the Kings, like many people have tried to fleece the Kings. Um, and I can tell you this: I there's rumors of Kuzma for Healed, but it wouldn't just be a straight up deal. There would be other assets that tied to that. So I think I think headlines say Kuzma for Healed, but I think the Kings would want a juicier, um, you know, maybe the twenty second pick or something like that. You know, mm. um, and which would make sense for the Kings because if they're off of Healed, like they would want to pick back. And I don't think Hield is garnering or anything up into the top 15. You know, like he's not a valuable asset where anybody in the top 15 or top whatever would want to trade their pick for Hield. 
at this point. So you're looking at like maybe the Lakers could be in play if they're willing to give Kuzma in the 22nd to for healed. And yeah, I, I know like no one's high on Kuzma, but yeah, I, I think the Kings are done with healed. If anything, that's that's why they're they they're willing to give it up for someone like Kuzma and maybe another draft asset. Cancer for another cancer. Yeah, pretty much, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, you know what? If Al's listening to a generational shooter, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, Al said it best about Kuzma. He said he'll be in a Shanghai Sharks shirt. <laughs> so, uh, I think that's awesome. where that's where Kuz belongs. I'll, I'll tell you this: I think Kuzma on a bad team can put up a lot of points. I mean, this kid can shoot, and he likes to score, but on a team like the Lakers, there's going to be a lot of players that don't look good. I'm not, I'm not trying to say Kuzma is a world beater, but uh, like someone like Chris Bosh, you know, like he was a 2010 player before he joined the Heatles, and after that, you know, he played his role. Like Kevin Love even, you know, Kevin Love was mm. amazing. He was like a 25-16 and 16 player. But when he was on the Cavs, he was... So I'm just saying, like, these players that don't look good with LeBron is because they have to play that role, which is, I'll feed you when you're open, and you better make your shot. And Kuzma couldn't mm-hmm. make his shots. <laughs> yeah. And that, that was the problem with Kuzma. So um, to answer your question, no, I don't believe Kuzma it will be on the Lakers next year. And a lot of Laker fans are rejoicing from that. So <laughs> he, he, Whoa, was hor- really? he was horrible, dude. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. yeah. The Lakers yeah. are going to make a big move. Dude. I do believe For so. Sure. I, I think there are a couple sure. players that the Lakers might be targeting, which is the rumor is Cal Lowry, which he was linked to at the trade deadline, but we weren't willing to give uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. You know, So mm-hmm. I don't think that has changed, but who knows? Push comes to shove. It would actually kind of annoy me if we did trade Taylor Horton Tucker at this point for Cal Lowry. Um, because if we held out last year and we wanted to compete last year, why the hell would we do it now? You know, like, mm-hmm. um, might as well. I like that guy too. Taylor Horton Tucker? Like yeah, yeah. yeah. I, he's he's, he's going to be a good player. You know, I mean, but yeah, as, as you're saying with the Warriors, it's win now. Like, are you willing to sell the assets to win another title? Hell yeah. You know, if, if mm-hmm. you truly believe Cal Lowry is going to bring you to the next level, which... I don't think he's that great of a talent to trade like some of these highly touted aspect, uh, you know, prospects that you have on your roster. He's not worth Cal Lowry. Is he worth Bradley Beal and all that stuff? Hell yeah. But Cal Lowry uh, is iffy. Cal Lowry is getting up there. In exactly. Age. Yeah, he exactly. gets hurt too. But if we could find a way to swing a trade for Cal Lowry and bring him in without trading Talon Hort Tucker, I'm all for it. He's the perfect guy, man. You know, a vet. I'll tell you this. Toronto has... The, the 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 math has changed because Toronto moved up in their draft and they can get someone like Jalen Suggs, mm-hmm. which makes Kyle Lowry expa- uh, expendable. expendable. Exactly. So exactly, you know, might have might work out for the Lakers in many yeah. ways. And another player, last player to kind of put out there, Demar Derozan, not the best fit, mm. but he has openly also said that he'd be interested in coming back to LA, specifically with the Lakers for a discount. So we'll see how that all pans out, um, dude. There's a lot of I mean, when you're talking about like cap space, the salary cap, the Lakers are stuck, really stuck in a hard, uh, rock in a hard place. So there's not much ability to maneuver. So even when you look at a player like CP3, it's going to take a lot for someone like CP3 to even get his way to the Lakers, even if that was a possibility, you know, if both sides wanted it. The Suns would have to, you know, be willing to do it, you know? So that's why I'm like, ah, as sexy as it sounds to have cp3 and lebron who are besties to be on the same team and ring chase it doesn't seem like it even though it would be a good fit you know yeah yeah for sure yeah 
Yeah, man. New things have happened. Yeah, we'll bro. see, dude. Yeah, we'll you know what's see. cool is on Thursday, it's the first domino to fall before free agency where a lot of things will start to pan out and we'll have a clear picture for all these teams like the Lakers and the Warriors, what they can do, which after their draft is like two or three days to the free agency. So we're going to find all this stuff out soon. So um, yeah, well, well, thank you, Charles, for coming on and you got to come back for the post-draft breakdown, all right? <laughs> for sure, man. I will be there. I will be there. JC, any final words for our buddy Charles? I appreciate the insight. It's always good to have another uh, warrior soldier in these conversations, man. I, you did your due diligence, bro, and we have schooled Jack in yeah, the dude. arts I of uh, NBA draft tra- and, strategy. And you threw a curveball in there with Jalen Brown and Marcus Spart. Maybe we, hey, there's there there needs to be a pipe dream for any any fam. There, there has to be a pipe dream scenario. Uh, so, that's all I got, bro. That's all I hey, got. Hey, it's a good one, man. I didn't see that one coming, actually. So, <laughs> I, I'd rather see that than than, than Mopey, Mopey JC. So, yeah. Oh hell I'll yeah. Take that any exactly, day. Right. You know I'll what? The, the beauty about the draft is you're hopeful. You know. Yeah. That's so true. That's so true. I'm so in true. it right now. Yeah. I'm in it. So I can't wait for this Thursday. We'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll, boys. we'll be texting on draft day, and then we'll figure out a time to record for the post draft, and maybe do a post draft and free agency episode. You know. Yeah. Sounds I can't good. wait, man. Uh, Same. All right, buddy. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You know, and thank you for the listeners. You can follow us on our socials as usual. We'll link them below. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode, which probably will be our last um, until next year, which will be our like free agency and post-draft episode. So stay tuned to that. That will be the season finale. Peace. Peace.